Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Can you open your Bible with me to the book of Nehemiah chapter 5? Nehemiah chapter 5. I'll read from verse 1 to 13. Nehemiah chapter 5 from verse 1 to 13. Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their Jewish brothers. Some were saying, we and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards and our homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have had to borrow money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. Although we are of the same flesh and blood as our countrymen, and though our sons are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. When I heard their outcry and these charges, I was very angry. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we have bought back our Jewish brothers who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your brothers only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid and reproach, to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain. But let the exacting of usury stop. Give back to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses. And also the usury you are charging them. The hundredth part of the money, grain, new wine, and oil. We will give it back, they said. And we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised. I also shook out the folds of my robe and said, In this way, may God shake out of his house and possessions. Every man who does not keep this promise, so may such a man be shaken out and emptied. At this, the whole assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. We are coming back to the book of Nehemiah, where we started from this year. You know, for some time we've taken a break from the book of Nehemiah. But we are coming back to see what the Lord is saying to us. And the question I have for us this morning is, how well do you care? How well do you care? We see Nehemiah, if we read from the beginning of chapter 1, we see Nehemiah as a man of many concerns. He had concern for his people. He had concern for his land. Today we are looking at his concern for the well-being or for the welfare of the people. It was clear that Nehemiah was a focused, purpose-driven leader, despite all intimidation. 
In chapter 1, when he had the news, his heart was broken. The Bible says he mourned, he prayed, he fasted, and then he took action. In chapter 2, he had opposition, but the Lord helped him to overcome the opposition. In chapter 4, he also had opposition. The Lord helped him to overcome the opposition. But when we get to chapter 5, we see that the opposition or the issues that confronted the people were not external, they were internal. The opposition that he had in chapters 2 and 3 and, and 4 were oppositions from outside, from Sambala, Tobiah, those who were not Jews, those who were not Israelites. And one interesting thing that I found reading through the book of Nehemiah was that despite these oppositions, in fact, when you read chapter 4, you see how fierce the opposition was to the point that they could not stop walking and they did not sleep. They didn't put off their clothes. They were walking with one hand and they had their sword with the other hand. In spite of this opposition, the Bible says they did not stop the work. But when we get to chapter 5, the opposition was an internal one. The issue that he had to deal with was an internal issue and he had to stop the work. So what is this saying to us? It is saying to us that issues that are within us are very important. Issues that are within us can break our ranks. The enemy, most of the time, tries to come in to attack us. And as children of God, many times we see ourselves, what the enemy does is that he makes us as people of God, especially as a church of God, to see ourselves as different, as not not a family, as not belonging to one another, as not close as we ought to see ourselves. So the enemy makes me see my brother, my sister, who we worship together with as someone who is far from me, someone who is not part of me. But God, this morning, is asking us, how well do you care? And I can care the moment I begin to see my brother and my sister, who, although we don't bear the same name, we are not related by blood, but we are a family. In other words, the blood that binds us, the blood of Jesus that binds us, is greater than the blood of our, that, that binds us with our family members. If I may ask some of us, how many of us have seen our relations this week? Maybe some of us have seen our brother or our sister. The last week you've seen your brother or your sister. I mean, I'm not talking about making a call to them, but you've seen them face to face. How many of us? Maybe some of us have not. But many of us have seen members of the same body of Christ. You have spoken to them. You have visited them this past week. Which means that our relationship with one another should be very, very close. Now, if you look at this, this, this passage that we read, you discover that the issues that they had, we can divide it into fourfold. Number one, food. Food. They needed grain. Some of the people, perhaps there was an outcry. There was an outcry. They shouted. In other words, it was so much that they couldn't continue to walk. So they had to make, make an outcry. And so they shouted. They, had, they needed grain to take care of their large family because of the assignment before them. Many could not do the farm work. Many could not provide for their family. And they had, they had wives and children to take care of. And so they had to make a, 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 I mean, they had to make a call to, to their leader, Nehemiah. The Bible says they had an outcry. And they said, we, had, we don't have food. So there was hunger due to lack of adequate food. And so when there is hunger, it is a serious problem. Hunger issue or food issue is a very serious problem. Number two, some of them, in verse three, some of them had mortgaged their fields 
and their vineyards and their homes in order to get food. So those things that belong to them, they are giving them out. They had to mortgage it in order to get food. And who, who did they give them to? They gave them to people from the same, I call it, body of Christ. Jews like themselves, their own brothers and sisters. They had to give these things to. And so they had to cry to the leader. Some others were also complaining because their field had been taken over by others because they couldn't pay their debts. They were owing their fellow brothers, and so their brothers took over what belonged to them because they could not pay. So these were things happening in the body of Christ, within the body of Christ, amongst people who, had this, who served the same God, who can call themselves brothers and sisters. And then the fourth one was that others complained because some of them had had to sell their sons and daughters as slaves in order to survive. And they were telling Nehemiah, we've had to sell our, our sons and daughters. And not, it's not as if our own daughters are not as good as their own daughters. But situations have put us in this, in this position that we had to sell out our children to serve as slaves in order to cover our debts. All of this were due to the treatment they got from their fellow Jews. Only God knows for how long they had to bear this. But until they shouted to Nehemiah, he didn't know. And when he, when he knew, he did something about this. So what is God actually telling us this morning as children of God? What is he saying to you? What is he saying to me? As people and members of Ikoi Baptist Church, God is telling us that we need to see ourselves as the same brothers and sisters. We need to care more than we have done. We need to go further. Even if we have been caring, we need to continue to care for others. And the, the questions, I have some questions I want you to answer as you are seated. Number one, how well do I care for the people sitting around me? Look around you. Look at the man or the woman that is sitting around you. How well do you care? And then you, you can ask yourself, do I think those around me really care for me? Do I think those around me really care for me? You know, I said you should greet the person sitting by you. And to, to ask what question, how are you? Many times when I ask, how are you? What response do you give me? What response do you give me? But indeed, are you really fine most of those times? Most times when you tell me I'm fine, are you really fine? How many of us, somebody said yes. Thank God for your life. If you are bold enough to say, to say yes, I mean it. I'm so, that means when you are not feeling well, you tell somebody I'm not feeling well. I'm sure this morning there are people who, if you really ask them a second time, how are you? they will want to tell you what they are going through. Beyond the, the fine dresses, beyond the powder, beyond the, all of that which we are wearing and covered with, there are pains that some of us have brought to church. There are needs that we have. Something we want somebody to show concern about. So how well do you care? So I'm sitting around, can I turn to my brother and say, I need your prayers. I need you to care for me. Or do I actually see that pain in the, in the, in the face, on the, in the eyes of my brother and my sister? How well do you care? So God is calling our attention this morning. Let us try to answer the question. So every Sunday when you come here, look around you and see if somebody has a need. Number two question, must I wait for my brother to cry out before I offer some help? Can I, and then I can also ask myself, can I help others in spite of my own need? Must I wait for my brother to cry out? Many times, in our silence, we are crying. In our silence, we are crying. And many times, people are not sensitive. You know, I, I, I've come to know 
Because the Holy Spirit taught me that you have to be sensitive. That humanly speaking, we all are selfish. Humanly speaking, we all are selfish. And one example I would love to use is the fact that if I tell you this morning that, ah, you and I didn't sleep through the night, I had a bad headache. You know the response you will give me. You won't tell me, sorry, have you taken some med- medication? Have, or will you see the doctor? What you will tell me is that, ah, I had that kind of headache. I know how it feels. Most likely you won't tell me. You try it. The next time you have anything, any need and you tell somebody, most likely that person will not say, ah, have you used any medication? Have you seen the doctor? They will tell you, oh, I'm also having the same medical. Or I had the same medical. Or the last time I had that, that kind of medical. Nobody, maybe if you tell five people, maybe one person will show concern and ask you the next day, I hope you are feeling better. That is the way we are, humanly speaking. We all are very selfish. So, must I wait for my brother to cry out before I offer some help? Or can I help others in spite of my own needs? When I'm having my own needs, when I'm in pain, when I need somebody to hang on, and most times I've had that experience, that I need somebody to talk to, and then somebody comes to me and says, I, I need you. In fact, one day somebody actually followed me home from church. I remember I was so, I was so ill, and I, was, I couldn't even... I managed to come to church, and I had to minister. About five years ago, Pastor Lawan was on leave, and I had to minister. When I got, when I, as, I, as I got down to go home, somebody said, can you drop me at home with my children? So I dropped them at home. And as the children got off, she said, I'm going to go with you to the house. I said, ah. And I just wanted to go home and, and fix myself. So she came with me to the house, and she started talking and talking and crying. So I had to attend to her, and I left my own. And you know, the next day I was actually put on admission because I was, so we, we wounded, we, we, we must be like wounded healers. Though we are sorrowing, so we are, though we are in pain, we must look out for others. See, many times we are too spiritual. We are too spiritual that we don't take, take note of those things that matter. Let us not be too heavenly conscious that will become utterly useless. Let us care for people that are around us. You know, Jesus says, as long as you do it for those of my brothers, you are doing it unto me. Number three question, what can I do to help my brother today? As you look around that person sitting down close to you, or that person you are watching through the congregation, what can you do? And it takes the Holy Spirit to help us see the need that someone is going through. Have you looked at that brother that wears the same shirt to church every Sunday? You think he loves it? Or are you looking at him like, look at this one every day. This is what he wears. This is what he wears. This is what he wears. So you are making jest of him. Or have you taken time to ask yourself, what can I actually do to help this brother? Those clothes that you've not worn in the last two years, some of us have it in the house. They feel our wardrobe. Thank God for the women, what they did last week. Some of us, are off, we have it in our shirts, shoes. Have you looked around to see what you can give? What do I need someone to do for me today that will make me feel good? It may actually not be shirts or clothes. It may just be someone to show that they care. Someone to show that I matter. Someone to show me that I belong to this body of Christ. 
That was what the people were crying out for in the days of Nehemiah. That though we are building the walls and we are repairing the gates, but there are divisions amongst us. Our walls of relationship have been broken down and we need to repair them. So Nehemiah had to put the work on hold because he knew that even if we build all the walls and we have security externally, if we do not have internal security, what happens? Everything, there will be division. It will not be good. So he had to put the work on hold in order to attend to the needs of the people. Let's consider some passages and see what God is calling our attention to this morning. Deuteronomy 15 verse 11. Deuteronomy 15 verse 11. Let's read it together. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be what? Toward your brothers and toward the poor and needy in your land. So God wants us to know that there will always be the poor amongst us. People who do not have as much as we do. And those of us who call ourselves poor, that will, also, that will always be people who are even poorer than we are. So God is telling us that if we, if we have been blessed, we must, take it, we must not take it for granted. And we must, we must know that we have that responsibility to care for those who do not have as much as we do. The poor will always be amongst us. See, the, 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 how do I put it now? In a church like this, we are tagged the church of the rich. And so there's that possibility for people to think that everybody that comes to Ikoi Baptist Church is well to do. But is that true? Are we all millionaires here? Yes, by faith we all are millionaires. But you know there are millionaires and there are billionaires. So God is saying that even as we are Ikoi Baptist Church, if the Nigerian Baptist Convention talks about Ikoi Baptist Church, they talk about the church of the rich. But you know that there are people amongst us who are not rich. We have some people who work as domestic staff here and there, and they are here in our midst. So we must actually recognize them. And I think that the first, I mean, or the, one of the important areas or it means by which we recognize and appreciate people is no matter who they are, no matter where they are coming from, no matter their position, we must see them as human beings. There must not be any segregation. There must not be, oh, this is where we sit. And I love it in this church that everybody, we have the same, we have the same seats. Isn't it? You know, in some churches, some, some people, their own seats are more special than the seats of others. Uh-huh. So, and, and some people actually form their own clique by themselves. Where, if you are rich, you know where you sit. If you are poor, you know where you sit. So if you are poor, and you find yourself in, the, in that area where the rich sit. Sometimes they will tell you, somebody is here. Or the way they look at you, you will know that something is wrong. Where, I'm, where am I? Why are they looking at me like this? They are looking at you because you are not supposed to sit where you are seated. But God is saying, we will have them in our midst. And as long as we know that they are also useful. Many of us cannot survive without them in our homes, isn't it? If your house help goes on, on vacation, no, on leave, or it takes a day off, you know how it is, how easy it is for some of us. So we need them. So when we have them in our midst in the church, we should try as much as possible to accommodate them and help them. 
The children of Israel forgot that these were their own brothers. You know, I said it before. These are our own brothers. These are our own sisters. They saw them as, oh, the family, it belongs to this family. She belongs to this family. And so they were mortgaging their, their, their property. And I, as, as, as their fellow brother, I found it very convenient to, allow, to do it. You know, they were collecting loan and I was, I was collecting, is it usury? I was collecting money from them. So if you don't pay me, I'll, you pay more. If you don't, if you, if you, if you default, you pay more. And it was becoming so difficult. So we are selling their children. How can we do that to our fellow brothers? So God is calling us to understand that there will always be the poor in our midst. The second passage, Exodus 22, 25. Exodus 22, verse 25. If you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not be like a money lender. Do what? Charge him no interest. So if you lend brother to brother, sister to sister, fellow member to another member, the Bible says charge him no interest. We are not to make things difficult for our fellow brothers. And I'm not talking about those who are doing it as a business, as a bank. I'm talking about personally now. If I lend you 50000 you pay 60000 and every month, if you default, you, you, you have interest to pay on it. You are not a bank. You shouldn't do that. We shouldn't make things difficult for our fellow brothers. Leviticus 25.35. Leviticus 25.35. Leviticus 20, 25.35. If one of your countrymen becomes poor, in other words, if it was okay before, if it was comfortable before, but because of economic downturn, he becomes poor. The Bible says, and he's unable to support himself among you. Help him as a wood, an alien, or a temporary resident so he can continue to live among you. We look around, we see that situations have changed for so many people. The economic situation has made things so difficult for many people. So if somebody becomes poor, who was comfortable before? Bible says we must be willing to support him. We must be willing to support him. And I know that there are people who would not want to tell us they have issues. Because that's another dimension to it. They have issues they don't want to tell us. And the reason why many don't want to tell us is because because they don't feel comfortable telling us. They are not sure whether their secrets are, are, are safe with us. They don't know where it will spread to or how we will see them. But God is telling us this morning that I must be comfortable sharing my, my issue with any of you. I must be comfortable telling you, do you know business is not going well? Do you know I've not been able to pay my staff in the last three months? Or do you know that I've not collected salary in the, li- in the, la- in the last six months? Do you know I've not paid my children's school fees in the la- you know? So if somebody was okay before, but things became very tough. We must be willing to support. Let him feel, you know, there was this word that we were using in Nigeria, cushion the effect, isn't it? Uh-huh. So that when he lands, it won't fall, it won't break, it won't scatter. Let us give him a safe landing. Let us support this person so that he can stand well. He can continue to, you know, to continue to survive in spite of what, he, what has happened to him. So we must be able to support him. You should not make jest of him and say he's lazy. Because many times as human beings, we are quick to judge and say, he's there. 
because he's lazy. It's, it's like this because he's not smart. It's like this because he doesn't know how to do business. Hmm. You know, the Bible says the race is not to the swift, though. The battle is not to the strong. It is not because of your hand. And Deuteronomy 8.18 says, you should not say your own hand. You should not forget that God who gives you power to do what? To make, to make wealth. So, if we are rich and okay, let us support those who are in need. Deuteronomy 24.14-15. Deuteronomy 24.14-15. says, do not take advantage of a hired man who is poor and needy, whether he's a brother Israelite or an alien living in one of your towns, pay him his wages each day before sunset because he's poor and is counting on it. Otherwise, he may cry to the Lord against you and you'll be guilty of sin. And so, another area where God wants us to show care it's to those domestic staff, those people who serve in our homes, the drivers, the cooks, the staff in our offices. Many of us find it easy to pay millions of naira than to pay 20,000, 30,000 to that staff. Many of us, our drivers see us as we give 1,000 to this person, 2,000 to that person in their presence. Every day, my madam gives money to people. But when it comes to my salary, she doesn't pay on time. Bible says we should not take advantage of that man who is hired. The moment the, the month ends, 28th, 30th, pay him his salary. But many times they have to wait to the 30, 37th day. You carry it over. Some of us, some people have not taken the last month's salary this month. Today is what? Yes. And it's not as if their madam or their ogre do not have money. But we just forget or we take it for granted. What does he need money for? How can you say what does he need money for? So the rich in Nehemiah's day were taking advantage of the poor. And this is still evident in our society today. But the most painful it is if as children of God, church members will take advantage of people who are working with us. I know that some of this staff We can't even trust some of them. Some driver, when you tell them to go and fill the, to go and buy fuel, when you say ten thousand, in two days' time, ten thousand is gone, and you are wondering, ten thousand naira. I say yes, madam. I don't know. Maybe it's the fuel gauge, or your, because he knows how to touch, short change you. So if you are here this morning and you are a driver and you are doing that, God is watching you. Or some cooks who eat more than the madam. You know, sometimes I think many of us rich people, we don't eat as much as our cooks, you know. You don't eat breakfast, they eat breakfast. Most times you have left the house. You don't eat lunch, they eat lunch. The dinner that you manage to eat, you'll, some of us will be looking for the meat because they know how they package themselves. Some of them pack these things and take home. So they eat more than we do. So anyone that is here that is doing that, the Lord will forgive them in Jesus' name. But the point I'm making is, as children of God, let us do our own, what God expects from us. Let's show that we care. Let's pay attention to the needs 
in the lives of people. You know, the children of Israel in Acts, I think Acts chapter 4, the Bible says they, all, they, had, they, had, they had everything in common. They were in one accord. Everything they had, they, were, they had it in common. Everybody, they saw themselves as one and the same. Let's see 1 Corinthians 12, 25 and 26. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 and 26. Bible says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its part but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 26. If one part suffers, every part does what? Suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So what happens to my brother must concern me. Whatever my brother is going through, I must, I must identify with him. I must identify with her. James chapter 1, verse 27. James chapter 1, verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as being pure and faultless is this. Let's read it together. To look after orphans and widows in their distress. And to do what? From being polluted by the world. The Bible says the religion that is acceptable. So if I say I'm a Christian, if I speak in tongues, if I perform miracles, whatever I can do, if I do not show concern for the, for, the, for the orphans, for the widows, I do not care. Do you know there are orphans in this church? Do you know there are widows in this church? Do you know there are children who have no fathers in this church? Some children can't even pay. They, they, don't, even, they don't know how they are going to move on in life. They don't know. Some have finished secondary school. They don't know how to go to university. And they are brilliant. Some of the things we take for granted, some people cannot enjoy. How well do you care? How well do you care? Tapman, I think, wrote the book, Five Languages for Singles. Five Love Languages for Singles. And he talked about the fact that every individual, as individuals, will speak at least one love language. And what are the love languages? Quality time, act of service, gifts, words of affirmation, or touch. What he's saying is that my response to love or my interpretation of love can either be if you speak words of affirmation to me or you touch me or you give me gift or you perform acts of service or you give me quality time. Everyone here speaks at least one love language. And God is calling us this morning that you must speak the love language of the person around you at every time. Look for now person around you and try to speak one, even if you don't know which one is his own love language. Act of service. You want to do this? I will come around to help you. This is what you need. I'll come around to help you. Quality time. I'll just sit with you to listen to you. So when you walk into my office, I'll, I'll stop whatever I'm doing to listen to you. Just give you quality time. But many of us, the moment somebody comes, we are busy doing something else. He's talking, you are looking at your phone. I'm hearing you. Continue to talk. No. Quality time. So it is not about the husband and wife alone, or boyfriend and girlfriend alone. The people around us, let us try to speak their love language. Speak at least one love language. Some it is touch. 
All they need is for you to hold their hands, to just touch them. The moment you touch them, they feel good. You touch them, you hug them, they cry on your shoulders. And when they hold you and cry on your shoulder, don't be the first to release your hand. Let them hold you as long as they want. Let them cry, let them soil your, your shirts. Men do cry, you know. They cry when they have someone who they know genuinely cares. How well do you care? Gifts, 1,000, 2,000. It may be all that you have, but you give. I, 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 I just thank God for many of us in this church. I know many of you bring a lot of money to church, but as you are going out, you give, you give, you give. There are people who will ask you as if they, they have, um, they, you owe them. You know, there are people who ask you as if you owe them. I was driving out one day, somebody said, as I was just driving out, somebody said, um, um, Ma, give me 500 naira. I was so shocked that I drove off. I was so shocked that I drove off. And I was shocked that uh, you are even telling me how much I will give you. So I drove off in shock. So there are people like that. But there are people who, who you don't even have to wait till they tell you I need money. If you are sensitive as a child of God and you listen to the unspoken words, you just give. I pray the Lord will bless those who have been doing that. Acts of service. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Many people think they are a failure. Many people, are, they come to church, they think they are a failure. They've tried everything, they think they are a failure. They've been looking for a job for so long, so they think they are a failure. How come everybody finds it easy to get a job? I cannot get a job, I'm a failure. Some think, why, how come everybody, they, they find it easy to get a wife or get a, to get a husband, but I'm not. They think they're a failure. They need the words of affirmation from you to tell them you're not a failure. To encourage them, to help them to continue to forge ahead. You know, today we hear about um, suicide. We hear people committing suicide. Before, we used to think that it can never happen in Nigeria. But is it not happening now? Even amongst children, it's happening. And amongst people who you think, when you look at them, they are comfortable. But it's happening. Maybe somebody is here this morning. He needs words of affirmation from you. May the Lord open our eyes to tell them that they matter. To tell them that they are important. To tell them that we care. We are all a family. How well do you care? After Sunday, we see next Sunday. That is the end of it. No. Continue. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to call, can you just call? Can you call? The moment the Holy Spirit brings somebody's name to your mind, call that person. I just said I should ask how you are doing. And you will be surprised when the person begins to tell you issues. Because you have called, the person sees you as, oh, he cares for me. So the next time he needs help, what do you think he will do? He will come up, or he will come to you. Or you see someone who just comes to sit by your side. And you're wondering, so what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Can you just stay with him for a while? But many times you're always in a hurry. The moment I finish from church, I get into my car, I'm running. Thank God for somebody here who will not, who will spend time to talk to people. Thank God for those who welcome us every day, who check on us, who ask us how are we doing. 
So this morning, before I conclude, can you ask that person again, how are you? Uh-huh. Did that person say fine? I know many people will not say, we say they are fine. So if you are not fine, can you just tell somebody, I need your prayers? Don't tell him what you are going through. So if somebody asks you, how are you now? If you are not fine, just say, I need your prayer. So ask again, how are you? We are also part of the church now. So if somebody has told you I need your prayer, can you just hold that person and, and say a, a silent prayer for him or her? Can you say a silent prayer? Just say a silent prayer. It doesn't have to be about money. But let's, be, let's, let's show that we care. Bible says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. When you have love one for another. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Equate Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jackadir Road in Equate of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Equate Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163 20485 and 01632046. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ekoebaptistchurch.org.